Space Monkey, our hero is once again traveling through the depths of time and space in search of the sacred bananas of Monkey City. Right now, though, our hero is taking refuge at Slim's Fuel Depot, gathering up a little chow and possibly a little danger. How so, and in what manner? Well, stay tuned to find the answers. Space Monkey sat down for a tasty meal. He had his favorite booth in the diner and his favorite view in the window. The soothing tannin snow a planet of Parva. She was a beauty, fierce, untamed, a cheerful windswept wasteland, from the centerpiece around which the fuel station made its peaceful orbit. Slim approached with a cup of coffee and extra dessert. Hey, Space Monkey, how's the food tasting? Very good. Thanks. Is that dessert? My coffee for me? Sure is. Thanks again for picking up that extra shift today. You bet. Everything please, Trim. <laughs> Funny you should say that. I do have another favor to ask, and I, I, I hate to even mention it. Swallowing his food, Space Monkey said, Hey, no worries. What you need? Well, my, my goddamn fuel harvester is acting up. Signal's gone out down below. Back the Dagnan machine was supposed to finish harvesting today, but I, I got a few big freighters coming in, and I'm short-staffed today, and I just, I just can't get away to check it out. Did the maintenance system say anything? Not much. I, I think a windstorm must have blown in a day or so ago. I mean, the signal receptors are down, and hell, even the security system ain't working right. Yeah, that is weird. Could you go down planet side and see if that no-good machine is done collecting fuel and find out what's wrong with that signal? Yeah, you bet, you bet. Let me just collect my things and I'll go check it out. In a short while, Space Monkey hopped into his ship and prepared to set out. Okay, Sal, set a course for Parvo. But where exactly do you mean, Captain? Slim's Harvester, the one, uh, one next to Chilcut. Captain... Wasn't that the colony that got attacked by bandits a few weeks ago? You should be careful. Ah, bandits? That was just a rumor. Plus, nothing major was stolen. Slim thinks it was probably just some kids messing around. A land transport and a long rifle are pretty major items to steal. Oh, come on. You know how colony kids are. They get bored out here in the back rooms. They want to start blowing things up, zooming around like they're war heroes, blah, 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 blah. They'll get caught and have to put everything back. It'll be fine. Now let's go. Yes, Captain. But first, where is your warm suit? It's a balmy negative nine degrees down there. Yeah, yeah. I got it right here. Do you have your air mask? The low oxygen levels on Parvo have a... Yep. No need to remind me. How about a spare one? Stop. I'm fine. Wool socks? Cut it out, will you? I'm simply following your checklist protocol. That is only if I'm hung over, okay? And where is your space gun? I have it in the back, next to my lunchbox, okay, Mom? Just relax. I will be fine. Oh, hey, uh, Slim's calling. Put him on screen. Space Monkey, do you need an air mask? I have a spare one that I put in What is with you people? I have everything I need! Dang, what? What crawled into your banana biscuit? I have everything I need, Slim. Thank you. Well, all right then. 
you can forget about the little treat I left for you in the leg pocket of your warm suit. I'm not gonna tell you what it is. Well, good, because you can forget about the little treat I left for you in the kitchen. I'm not gonna tell you what that is either. Space monkey, did you do your dishes? Oh no! What? What's that, Slim? Oh, you're cutting out! You ungodly confounded harmony! You better have done those dishes for your shit! Bye, Slim! We'll be right back to our story after a word from our sponsors. Smoochie's Prunes. Yeah, you know about us, and we know about you. You're the type that can't be bogged down, slowed up, or weighed out by the world's problems. We understand that. Which is why we're not your average prunes. We take your business seriously so you can take our business seriously. After all, who do you expect to set a path and maintain all the uh, systems after you had a couple of slinky meat pies, huh? Huh? Us. Who do you expect to provide high-quality taste and fun-loving addictive properties within each of our prunes? Us. Who do you believe when the government decides to investigate Smoochie's prunes over these fun-loving addictive properties? Us. That's right, because you are a loyal and level-headed customer, and together we're gonna start a movement. Smoochie's prunes. Are you ready for a movement? Slinky's Meat Pie is a proud partner of Smoochie's Prunes. However, Slinky's Meat Pie is not responsible for or always in agreement with all statements made by the Smoochie Prunes Corporation and its holding companies. Contact our legal team for further details. We now return to our exciting adventure of Space Monkey. You ungodly confounded marmot! You better have done those dishes from your shift! Bye, Slim! Space Monkey! In no time, our hero glides down from orbit through the noonday sun, descends from the windy skies, and gracefully lands next to the fuel harvester as it rested on the pristine high desert prairie. As Space Monkey exits his ship and walks towards the harvester, he contacts Sally through the radio. Oh my gosh, Sal. I forgot how pitiful this harvester is. One room box with a giant suction tube sticking into the ground. Why doesn't Slim upgrade? I have often asked myself that very question about you, Captain. Oh, please. Like anyone would put up with you the way that I... Hold up, Sal. Something's wrong. What, Captain? Scan the harvester's loading pad. Do you see the fuel canisters on it? Why are they all filled and ready for transport? I'm the one supposed to do that. Oh, man! And the control room door is busted wide open. Why are those parts and tools thrown out on the ground? Who would trash this beautiful thing? Oh. Space Monkey then ran to the maintenance tower. It was just on the other side of the harvester, reinforced into one of its thin black metallic walls. He opened the ground level maintenance panel. Ah, oh, great trees beyond. This is not good, Sal. The signal receptors in the security system. Somebody cut them. Maybe those kids weren't just messing around after all. I'd say... Space Monkey crumpled to the ground. The tremendous impact of an energy bullet wrecked his right side. Miraculously, the bullet had only struck his suit's initiator panel. This saved Space Monkey's life, but ruined his warm suit along with a few good ribs. Gasping for air, and trying to remain calm and very still, Space Monkey discreetly glanced about to see where the shot had come from. 
close by, on top of a stony bluff, he saw a figure partially concealed by boulders, reloading a long rifle. Despite the horrendous pain, and with great effort, our hero got up, dashed several yards towards the bluff, and valiantly threw himself behind cover. He then pressed his back against the supporting cliff of the bluff, which meant he was safe from the sniper's line of fire. Sal, I, I need help bad. No way am I going to get this guy from down here, and he sure as dirt can't get me without getting shot. We're at a standstill. Plus, I got some broken ribs, and I can't keep warm. Can he get a shot at the sniper? Negative, Captain. From my position, he is too well concealed. Can you get a scan on him? Negative, Captain. He is out of range for identification. However, a land transport is quickly approaching, undoubtedly his comrades. Once in range, I will scan them. All right. Until then, just lay low. In no time, a land transport came barreling into view. Captain, I've identified 13 individuals, Arbogas bandits to be precise. Oh, this is great. No, Captain, this is terrible. These reptilian creatures are notoriously violent, and their bite is quite venomous. What? And I was really hoping to hand out some candy to them. Captain, if you were to foolishly hand them any candy whatsoever, they would bite you, and then within a few hours, you would die. I'm joking. How is it you can dish out sarcasm but can't take it? What? Ever, dude, like I care, or, uh, whatever, yo. Oh my gosh. Not, not even close. Just stand by, they're here. The land transport quickly arrived and stopped hastily next to the harvester. The leathery brown, scaly bandits immediately got out and began to examine Space Monkey's ship. Their large yellow eyes shimmered with greed. Captain, their radio is not encrypted. I'm intercepting their conversation. What are they saying? Translated, you idiot! They are deciding whether to scrap the ship for parts and sell its computer on the cyber markets. Uh, that is me, Captain. Nobody's selling you, little darling. Hold on, L let me get adjusted and take a few shots. But before he could, the bandits became very alert and immediately spread out. Six of them began moving on Space Monkey's position. The sniper just told them about you. Watch out. The six bandits swiftly moved from cover to cover, their rifles in attack position and firmly locked in on our hero's location. Space Monkey knew he was being pinned down. He also knew that getting a clear shot was now out of the question. <laughs> Assuming he still wanted to keep his head, our brave warrior needed help, and he needed it fast. Sal, I have an idea. Give them a distraction so I can head up the cliffside. I see a little trail I can follow. Then, on my mark, lay down some covering fire so I can finish getting up the bluff and take out that sniper. Yes, Captain. With pleasure. Sally set off the ship alarms and began blasting all sorts of lights and music. The bandits now gawked and hesitated in great confusion. They pointed all their weapons at the ship. Meanwhile, Space Monkey crept up the narrow trail. However, halfway up, he tripped and fell hard against a sharp rock. White, hot pain shot through our hero's ribs and right side and he swore and writhed in agony. 
dirt and rocks tumbled down the cliffside, loudly hitting the ground below. One of the reptilian bandits noticed this and called out to the others. Space Monkey slunk behind a boulder, staying clear of their sights. Captain, you must hurry. They are approaching on your position. Hold on. Ow. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. Sal, lay down covering fire on my mark. Go! Clutching his side, Space Monkey dashed forward while the enemy fired all around him. Each shot narrowly missing him by millimeters. Our hero quickly jumped back into cover, his ribs aching in utter torment. Sal! Why didn't you shoot? You didn't say Mark. You idiot! Go is the same thing as Mark! I know several people named Mark. No one ever calls them Go. Ah! Mark, Mark, freakity Mark! Just start shooting! Sally finally laid down lines of fire. Three of the wretched villains were instantly vanquished. Three other bandits took cover and returned fire at the ship. Sally then launched a volley of exotic rockets. They crisscrossed and careened through the air, detonating all around, causing four more Arbogast bandits to be yeeted into the netherworld. Space Monkey painfully scurried up to the top of the bluff and hid deep within the tall sagebrush. Meanwhile, Sally and the bandits continued to exchange heated gunfire until the long rifle rang out loud and clear. The ship ceased fire. Hey, what happened? Are you okay? Yes, Captain. I am fine. But the sniper's bullet has pierced a central panel guard and cut the automatic firing system. All weapons are offline. <laughs> Alright, go into lockdown protocol. Panel guards at full strength. I'll be with you in a bit. Like a skilled boxer, raising his gloves for a defensive position, the ship securely heightened each panel to full strength. It was now immobile, but in exchange, the ship was invincible to most weaponry. The bandits soon realized this and ceased fire. Suddenly, two of them broke cover and ran towards the east. Sal, where are those guys going? It appears they are headed towards their cargo ship. What cargo ship? The one I detected as we landed. Why didn't you tell me? What if this ship has guns? It does. Big ones. Oh, I need to know that sort of thing right away. Did it ever occur to you they might use them against us? Sorry, Captain. I'm gonna let it slide this time, but don't do it again. In the meantime, I'm taking the sniper out. Space Monkey stealthily maneuvered through the sagebrush. He was a Calpirian tiger encroaching on its prey. His target was completely unaware of his presence. When he was about 15 feet away, Space Monkey quickly jumped up and fired two shots at his foe. His side spasmed in pain though, causing the bullets to fly wildly off course. Bewildered, the sniper turned around, and overcome by panic, he fumbled and dropped the long rifle and then desperately leapt at the Simian Explorer. The brute knocked Space Monkey's gun away and pinned our hero to the ground. The reptilian strength was incredible, but forgetting all pain, empowered by adrenaline, Space Monkey struck back fiercely. The fight was on! In no time, jaws were smashed, fists were tattered, and knees were busted. It was a vicious and bitter struggle. Worst of all, amidst the fighting space monkey's air mask was shattered. He instinctively reached for it, leaving his shoulder exposed. The Arbogast bandit hastily sunk its teeth deep into the simian flesh. 
the venom burned with a staggering vengeance. Space Monkey cried out in terrible pain, and with one last extraordinary effort, our hero grabbed the smuggler's knife attached to the enemy's belt and sunk the blade deep into the outlaw's back. The Arbogast wailed in his gut-wrenching misery. The creature stumbled down the bluff, staggering towards his comrades, but never reaching his destination. Everything grew quiet, and for a long time, Space Monkey lay still, feebly gathering his drifting thoughts and fading strength. Sal, I'm real cold and running out of breath. How much longer till I, till I pass out? With current levels of atmospheric oxygen, you have three minutes and 35 seconds before you are unconscious. Ah, not good. What are the Arbogast doing now? The criminals have landed their cargo ship next to the harvester, and they are loading fuel canisters. By the way, they intend to fly by and shoot you down as they depart. Isn't that lovely? Yeah, oh, wonderful. And, and how many fuel canisters do they have left to load? They have five left. Oh man, I gotta, I gotta get to that long rifle. With his last drop of strength, Space Monkey stood up and grimly walked to the stalwart weapon. Oh, I understand. Make it count, Captain. Yeah, you're telling me, but man, I'm feeling really lightheaded. Oh, hold on. They have three canisters left, Captain. Stay vigilant. Oh, my arm is really stiffening up from that bite. I, I don't know if I can do this in time. One left, hurry. Hold on, let me, let me prop this up. Captain, it's now or never. The cargo ship rose higher and higher into the air, and just before its loading door sealed shut, Space Monkey fired his shot. The energy bullet bolted through the air, barely squeezing in between the gap of the door, and bombarded one of the burning some fuel canisters on the cargo ship floor. The aircraft gloriously exploded in midair, sending flames and shards of metal all about. Space Monkey smiled. He let out an exhausted sigh of relief as he fell backwards into the snow and sagebrush. He was dazed, breathless, and in complete agony. Sal, I'm think, I think I'm done for. I'm starting to black out. Captain, you must get to your ship. He could scarcely hear his loyal companion. A pulsing sound rang through Space Monkey's ears now. He felt very warm and drowsy. You be good, Sal. I'll, I'll see you around. Captain, get me out of lockdown protocol. I'll fly to you. It's okay, Sal. I'm good. Captain, you must hold on. Maybe later. Hey, tell Slim I'm sorry. I didn't do the dishes. Pretty much the worst treat ever to leave someone. Death now made its unforgiving entrance. But before it could sever our hero's soul from his body, a question came to mind. Hey, Sal, speaking of treats, what do you think Slim left for me in the warm suit? <laughs> Probably chocolate. I, I like chocolate. The exhausted explorer reaches deep into his leg pocket and pulls out a spare air mask. Space Monkey chuckles quietly to himself. <laughs> what is it, Captain? He left me an air mask. Sal, we're gonna be okay. We're gonna make it. We'll head back to Slim's and he'll patch me right up. But Captain, can he do anything about the venom? Yeah, Slim's med closet is always stocked. He'll have a cure. Oh, <laughs> pays off to be prepared, doesn't it? 
I'd say so. Now hurry up, you've got some dishes to do. On my way. Our hero gently places the air mask over his nose and mouth and takes in a fresh breath of hope. Weary from the battle, numb from the venom in the cold, and aching all over, Space Monkey slouches towards his ship, ready to live for another day. Well, Space Cadets, that's all the time we have for Space Monkey today. If you'd like to hear more episodes and other creative content, then go to Locals.com, type in Tony Bonzi Creative Projects, and become a supporting member today. That's right, go to Locals.com and search for Tony Bonzi Creative Projects. That's spelled T-O-N-Y-B-O-N-S-E. Remember... Tony Bonzi Creative Projects. Get to our page on Locals.com and become a supporting member today. Now, sit tight. We have an exciting program from the Larry Guildstrider Production Studios. That's right, folks. We present a new radio drama. But first, a word from our sponsors. What is good, young peasants? What be happening, yo? Your local bard here with some sage wisdom. Everyone knoweth that safety is straight fire before the Lord, yo. Therefore, drink reasonably, and do not wheel thy barrow under the influence. For indeed, within the kingdom, tis been observed that one out of every three peasants wheels a barrow or plows a barley field under the influence. Far too many casualties are caused by such calamities. Instead, be a youth of venture. Verily, engage not in troublesome, unruly revelries ever. Heed this advice, and great admiration shall be yours amongst thy peers. Heed not this advice, the advice that truly slappeth you. Heed it not, and steed thyself before the consequences, for indeed, ye shall be cast into the eternal flames of So remember, be reasonable and venture forth. Bubbly Brew is a compliant but reluctant sponsor of this message. Make haste to your local tavern for a Bubbly Brew today. Bubbly Brew, the beer of bards and bosses. We now present the Guild Strider Production Studios' newest radio drama, Nedward, the first liberal cowboy. Network, the first liberal cowboy, telling other people what to do. He doesn't use smoke signal, he only virtue signals to convey his unbiased point of view. Southern Utah, 1877, Settlement, Buford's Basin. Sheriff Joe, what's it gonna be? What's it gonna be? Everyone standing around here looking at us knows what's gonna be. I told you yesterday to clear out. Is that so? The boys may not take so kindly to that. They like how I run the place. Black Johnny, after I'm done with you, I'm coming for them. Uh, Excuse me, Sheriff Joe. It's actually person of color, Jonathan, sir. Oh, deputy. Please... 
Not now. But sir, before you shoot each other in broad daylight, in the middle of the road, in the middle of our peaceful town, you ought to know- We are simply referring to his all-black attire. This has nothing to do with race, you idiot. Sir, please, we have to be respectful. Deputy Nedward, enough. Come on, Joe. I'm not gonna wait here like this all day, fair fight or not. Please, person of color, Jonathan. Do not ever address me, you spittoon kisser. But sir, you must understand, your plight to overcome poverty with lawless action is not your fault. What in tarnation? Yes, it is. He chose this way of life. No, no, sir. Excuse me. I- I've told you before. Statistically, I make my own way and I make my own choices. Nothing compels me otherwise. Hellbound or heaven sent, I do what I see fit. Stunningly courageous. Wow. Just wow. Well, that's it. We're defunding the sheriff's office. You incompetent twist. I'm not going to tell you again. We will never... You, 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 you actually shot him. He he was distracted. How how could you? You may be more useful than I thought, Spittoon Kisser. (laughs) I guess, guess you're the new sheriff now. (laughs) Ain't that something? I am. And yes, it is. Why, why, thank you, person of color, Jonathan. It's finally time for me to take charge and get some things done around here. Well, that's our show today. Tune in next time to find out if Nedward can handle the responsibility of being a sheriff. You've been listening to Nedward, the first liberal cowboy.